It's noon here in Vendor City, New Jersey, and Washington, D.C., and this is news that you can use for Tuesday, December 19th, from Courage with your host, me, Ray, Zach, and I mean me, Ray, and that good-looking guy, I got confused, that good-looking guy, Zach, ah, I, I must need more coffee. <laughs> All right, folks, let's jump right in. Car dealers can't sell overpriced cars. They're finally lowering prices. We had new data come out. All right, so this is all, today's show is all about buyer's market. The market has fully flipped, folks. This is from Cox Automotive. They send out, it seems like a quarterly survey to their dealers. It's called the Dealer Sentiment Index. All right, and I've come here to uh, slide 16 of 23. This is publicly available. Just Google Cox Market Insights and you can find it. That how much pressure, this is question 14 on the dealer sentiment survey. How much pressure do you feel to lower your prices? The dealer sentiment index, you know, it's a survey of dealers that Cox puts on. Look at what this uh, chart shows us. Back during the height of the pandemic, we had, what was it? Overall dealers responding at 33, 36, 32 on this zero to 100 scale in terms of feeling the pressure to lower their prices. The lower means less pressure. The higher means more pressure. Look where we are today, Dad. 63. We went from a rating of 32 to 63. I don't know. I'm not a scientist, but I think you could say that dealers feel twice as much pressure today to lower prices than they did just, what is that, three three years ago? Two years ago? Two years ago, Dad. Well, yes. and and And... If if they feel pressure, it's because they know um, that at the prices that vehicles are at, it's harder to get more and more people to buy them. So that's why they feel the pressure. They 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 are seeing it happen. They are seeing a slowdown. Now I and 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 I sent an email to Zach and I said. Um, page 16 is really compelling. We can share it with everybody, but I can assure you that it does not impact any of our viewers <laughs> or any, because our customers never see this. But it's if, if the dealers understand it, that it's going to become harder and harder to make a deal so that you're going to have to give up profit in order to make that deal, guess what's going to happen? They're going to lower the prices. They're going to negotiate with you. They can ask whatever they want to ask. <clears throat> you don't have to pay it. And they're going to be more than willing to work with you to get to a price that is, I don't know, fair for both parties. Dad, this slide is, the, I think, the reckoning of the car market going back to what it was yes. pre-pandemic. We've got a really, you got to be kidding me, coming up later in the show that, I, that ties in with this. You know, maybe there's some outside forces that are trying to stop the market from going in the direction that it currently is. But again, when you look at this chart, and this is the industry publication. I mean, Cox yeah. is Cox is dominant, man. I mean, like no one's bigger than Cox. Like they own the space. And so when they put out this type of research and it shows, you know, look at look at the the again, the question is how much pressure do you feel, you being dealer, to lower your prices? Look at 2018. Guys, it was 62, 2018 again, Q2, 64, 63, 67. Like, look at those values 
Look at the market we had been living in when Car Edge started was like the end of 2019, beginning of 2020. So we started at the craziest time. Yes. Dealers felt no pressure to lower prices, none. And look where we back are, where we are back to today. They feel the same amount of pressure as they did before the pandemic. And this is not us making this up. This is not anecdata. This is truly coming from the most uh, prestigious source in the industry. And if you still want to say in my backyard, it's not changing. Go to someone else's backyard. Right? <laughs> yeah. like, it is changing. The market is 100% changing. All the other data that we'll, we'll spend some time looking in you know, as we click through this as well. Like, How would you describe the current new vehicle sales environment? Poor. It went down eight points from even just last month you know, or last quarter. Excuse, like, We'll click through more of this data, but it just demonstrates dealers can't sell what's on their lot. They have to lower prices. That like, there's no other there's no other explanation for how this. That's the soft landing. The soft landing is you're going to make less money. Yes, and 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 the dealers know it. The manufacturers know it. The you know we we have seen we have seen a comeback of zero percent APR interest rates from manufacturers, and in some cases, not just for. Th- 12 to 36 months, but in some cases up to 60 months. Okay. As if, as if we've turned back the clock three years, four years, when the cost of financing was minimal compared to what it is today. These manufacturers are stepping up to bring back those 0% finance rates so that they can make their overpriced vehicles affordable again. Dealers are willing to discount to get in order to get to a payment that a customer feels is affordable. It's it's not a secret. The dealers know it. Okay. And I'll say it again. They can ask whatever they want. Okay. That's how it works. You don't get what you don't ask for. So they ask for a lot. Doesn't mean you have to pay it. Doesn't mean that you can't negotiate it because, well, you can. And 63% of those dealers are thinking, yeah, we need to. Now, apparently in some in some areas, it it it's only made up of the 37% of dealers who don't think you have to. Um yeah. but but I'm certain that. You can find dealers even in those areas um, that will work with you. But you know, and, and when I say work with you, what does that mean? It means they will listen to you if you have a rational argument or a rational offer. If they're asking sixty thousand for something, and you go, "Well, I'm not interested unless it's forty-five." Well, in most cases, they're going to tell you to leave, okay? If it's a Jeep of some kind with big incentives, they might listen to you. But, you know, you you have to realize that there typically isn't that type of – so you can't make a, a uninformed offer. You do that, and they're, and they're going to tell you to leave. I mean, it's like because they think to themselves – well, what's the point of going back and forth with somebody that's so far um, from the realm of reasonableness? Uh, so, you know, check with our community forum. Check with our car coaches. 
see what reasonable offers are that are being accepted and work with these dealers to try and get one of those reasonable offers. But if you're going to, if you're going to say, well, I'm not buying unless the prices drop 25% or it's back to 2019. Well, yeah, you're right. You're not buying. We are getting closer though to 2019, not in terms of actual price point, but the amount of discount and things like that. And I want to just say we had last Friday, Joe Lewis from JC Lewis, one of our dealer partners that we're working very closely with on the Mazda side of things, literally asked him the question, would you have worked with CarEdge a year earlier? And his answer was no. no. They had no incentive to. They could just, they didn't have enough inventory. But like, your negotiating power, folks, is higher today. Our negotiating power for our business is higher today. When we go in and we actually say, hey, you need to sell cars, we can help you do it. Give us a fair price. Let us control the experience. Don't, you know, no salespeople talk to the customer. They're like, okay, we'll give it a try. That couldn't have happened a year ago. Absolutely couldn't have happened a year ago. It can happen now. It will happen even more in 2024. Friendly reminder, we still have $500 under invoice on those Mazdas. So folks, if you're in the in the market, especially in the Southeast of the United States, we got free shipping. We can get it to your door. And dad, I want to pull up, and let's just go to caredge.com. I want to pull up this question yes. that was asked for the dealer sentiment index. How would you describe your profits over the past three months? Look at that trend down, down, yeah. down into the right. Yes. Overall, we're at a 37. Where were we pre-pandemic? Pre-pandemic, we were over here in the mid-40s, mid to low 40s. During the pandemic, we had gotten all the way up to 59, 60, 57. Look where we are, 37, folks. So like, people get mad at us for our videos all the time, but holy hell, like this chart demonstrates what we've been seeing. The market has materially changed. This dealer sentiment index demonstrates that, and dealers are feeling it. They, they, that's just like I got some more examples we'll look at in a second, but dealers are feeling it, and this is now a buyer's market. Leverage that, take advantage of it. it we are rapidly moving towards a buyer's market. It is it for <clears throat> for the longest period of time. It was strictly a seller's market, and as inventory has has increased, and it has. And as sales have slowed, um, because what I think one of the other slides showed that the uh, seasonably adjusted rate of sales actually declined in November from October. Um, so it's and even fleet sales were down. So it is. It is. Is it still a good time to own a a, a new car dealership? Yes. Is it as good a time to own a new car dealership as it was eight months ago? Absolutely not. Okay. They're still going to make money. They're just not going to make money hands over fist like they were before, which means you as the consumer have more power, especially, especially if A, you're a cash buyer or B, B, you are a pre-approved credit buyer. That that way, at least the dealership knows they can get you done. Um, you know, somebody that that wants to come in and fight with the dealership for a good price that doesn't have the credit to back it up in order to get a loan means nothing to that dealership. But if you can prove from Jump Street that not only are you interested in the vehicle, but you have the wherewithal and the ability to be able to close the transaction. That means something to the dealership. So 
you have more power today as a consumer than you had three months ago, than you had six months ago, than you had three years ago. It is finally coming back. The pendulum is swinging back into your direction as a customer. Now, having said that, are prices going to fall to pre-pandemic levels? Back pre-pandemic, the average transaction price was somewhere around $38,000 on a new car. Today, it's about $48,000. Are we going to go back to, no. Okay, the new reality is mid-40s, not mid-30s ever again. Uh, so you have to deal with the reality. Of this. I mean, yes, vehicle prices have gone up tremendously in the yep. last three and a half, four years. But they are not going to fall back to those levels because of added technologies, added costs, whatever else. But you're going to have the ability to be able to negotiate when you didn't have it eight months ago. Pops, let's jump here to the chat, and then I'm going to show you something that I think will get you very excited. I want to jump here first to Mark. Thank Mark you. has been a longtime member of our yes. community. Mark, it's always awesome to see you here with us. You are a beloved friend to my dad and I. And so, yes, Merry Christmas and a happy holidays to everyone. We were coming up. Christmas holiday is on Monday of next week. Christmas Eve is you know celebrated on, obviously, Sunday, but I think for a lot of businesses on Friday. So anyway, everyone enjoy. Happy holidays. It's a it's a very joyous time. And dad, I want to give a huge shout out to Mel, one of our longtime community members who's been trying to get her Mazda CX-5 and she got it done. $32,300 out yes. the door. Woohoo. Car Edge. And really giving us a huge shout out here. Mel, huge shout out to you for staying focused and persistent uh, and using all the tools and all the resources. I just want to be clear, gang. I up, I'm up here every day and I'm pitching the stuff for the business, right? We've got these pre-negotiated deals and you can get them through Car Edge. I want to be very clear. Mel doing what she just did, getting her car, was not through our, our network. Does that make me sad, angry, upset? No. Nice. Like It's a home run if you're able to get a car in your driveway, pay a fair price. So I just want to be very clear here. I am stoked. I am so, so happy. Uh, that you're able to, you know, accomplish this, Mel, and kudos to you, you know, for going through it on your own and making it happen. And then, Dad, I want to pull up um, this here from uh, from uh, AI or Al, excuse me. Wait until next spring; those overpriced dealers will be begging people to buy their vehicles. And I think Al is on to something, Dad. Can I show you a quick example, please? So we have here, gang, a very simple floor plan calculator. Okay, floor plan costs are what we talk about all the time. If a car is worth $70,000 or cost a dealer $70,000, they're financing that to have it on their lot. And every day that it sits there, it costs them money. So we did an example recently. What if they have a $70,000 cost vehicle? Maybe they're trying to sell it for $80,000. $70,000 cost vehicle costs them 8.5% on their line of credit, their floor plan line of credit. And let's say they've had that vehicle for 10 days, cost them $163. What I want to do here, Dad, is I want to take it a step further. I went to our car search, and if you go through the dealer reviews, you can actually view inventory of a specific dealer. I just typed in CDJR, and I got Jim Shorkey. Okay? At Jim Shorkey, they only have 90 new cars in inventory at this CDJR dealership. They got 90 of them. We know Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, Ram are some of the slowest moving. That's, those are the brands that have the highest day supply of inventory. Yes. We know that Stellantis, the parent company, raised prices drastically. 
Again, they have 90 of these vehicles. I want to just put you on, you know, like, like put you on the spot here for a second. I could pull up the exact amount, but across all CDJR, I think average transaction price, it's painful to say this, is probably close to $60,000, somewhere between like fifty-five dollars and $60,000 because RAM yeah. is, is north of sixty-five. So I'm going to plug in here, dead vehicle cost of $60,000, and I'm going to put in here days on lot will somewhere be in the average of like probably around 200. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to multiply the vehicle cost by 90 to represent the 90 cars they have. I just want you to put a guess. Like, what do you think? Don't, don't even try and do the math in your head. Like, what is the total floor plan cost for this dealer you think going to be on a monthly basis? Uh, for 90 cars? Yeah. It's, it, it's going to be 75 grand. All right. So let's see. So they've got 90 cars. Let me do an equal sign here, folks. That would actually work. And let's just say they're there for 30 days. So we'll just do one month. So there's $37,000. Now we know that those cars are not sitting there for 30 days. Many of them are accruing interest for upwards of 90 days. Like the amount of money that is being sucked up into floor plan costs is non-trivial. And that's a small CDJR dealership. Let's mm -hmm. say you're a CDJR dealership that has, I don't know, 250 cars. I mean, just look at some of these numbers, man. $314,000. Like, this is to Al's point, like maybe next year dealers will be begging to get well. You know, one of the things that, that you're not factoring in is, is the floor plan assistance that they're getting from, from Chrysler. Um, that will offset some of that. You know, uh, what is it on Ford's? They cover the interest for the first 75 days. With some brands, it's 15 days. Let, let's assume, let, let's assume at Chrysler. Uh, at CDJR dealers, let's assume it's it's 30 days or 45 days. Still, you're going to have the vast majority of your cars that have run out of floor plan assistance from the manufacturer. So they really are going to have to write a big check to um, Chrysler Financial. It, it just it's it, it's part and parcel of having a dealership. Three years ago, that number was negligible. A, there wasn't much in the way of inventory at the time, and B, interest rates were were hovering around zero. Um, today, inventory has built up dramatically, and well, ain't nothing hovering around zero other than the temperature, maybe in in uh, Calgary, Canada. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, man. I mean, this went from being a negligible cost center for many dealers to becoming one of their largest cost centers after after human capital, after people. It was a profit center for the longest period of time during the, uh, the COVID, um, where the dealers were selling the cars before they got to the dealership. They were still collecting the floor plan assistance from the manufacturers. They didn't need it, so it just became profit. Well, that profit is now turned into an expense again. And, you know, dealers are no different than anybody else. They get fat and happy during those fat and happy times. And then, you know, when they're confronted with reality and you go, for instance, people confronted with the reality of having to repay student loans again. Well, that impacts 
your budget. That impacts how much cash you have on hand. So if if you went from it didn't cost you anything to carry your inventory to it's costing you seventy five thousand dollars a month, that's a pretty damn big swing. And and maybe yeah, gonna, when it didn't cost you anything. Well, and when it didn't cost you anything, maybe you were actually making $25,000 a month. That's a $100,000 swing. It'll put dealers out of business, Ted. Oh, yes, absolutely. Cash yeah. is king. You're going to run it. Yeah, I mean, it's it's going to be it's going to be really, 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 really tight. Um, all right, Dad, we're going to it early because I think you're going to want to vamp on it for a little while. So go ahead and, and, and hit us with it. Really? You've got to be kidding me. All right, so we're having all this conversation about the car market has flipped. It is now a buyer's market, and this is because there's an oversupply of inventory. Prices are too high, and that's forcing manufacturers, dealers, et cetera, to all lower prices. Now, there is one exception to this rule, which could be, we've seen this happen in the past, and maybe what we're about to look at is true, the manufacturer intentionally withholding inventory from their dealers. Dad, this story comes out of Canada. CBC News is reporting that new cars are being withheld from Kia's Ontario dealerships, and reportedly from many more across the country as part of a controversial plan by Kia Canada to game their 2023 sales numbers. This would not be the first time we've seen an automaker do creative things to try and withhold inventory from their dealers to maintain pricing power. For me, this is a really, you got to be kidding me. What do you make of it? Yeah, but but normally you want to show more sales numbers than than lower sales numbers. So why would they why would they want to withhold inventory i i what is what what is what's the method to the madness what what do they gain other yeah, than i don't understand what the oem gains i think this is probably <laughs> corporate bs for we don't want to oversupply our dealers because we've enjoyed our pricing power that's how i read it yeah but it's costing kia money to 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 have the cars sit on their floor plan um, yeah. so, you know, I'm not, I'm not a hundred percent sure of what, of, of what the gain is for them. Um, and, and, you know, why, why they, why they would care, um, that their dealers can still charge market adjustments or things of that nature. It, it, that one, that one, that one doesn't make any damn sense to me at all because manufacturers typically are fighting for every sale that they can get at the end of a model year and pushing as many cars into dealer inventory to encourage dealers to make as many deals as they can at the end of the model year so that they can claim higher sales numbers for the year. You know, uh, BMW and Mercedes every year fight over who's going to be the largest seller of luxury vehicles. Um, they, they all do this. So it, I, I don't understand. I the really, you gotta be kidding me is I, I, this, this one doesn't make any sense at all. Why would they want to hold back the inventory? Why do they want to have to pay for it when, when they very well could just ship it to the dealer and be, and, and, and be paid instantly for the vehicles. 
Maybe we need to have Marcello from Toyota World back on. He operates up in Canada, and I could ask him the question, what the heck, like, is this Canada specific? But, Dad, I do want to bring up, I mean, earlier this year, General Motors shut down yes. some of their Silverado yes. production plants, and they said it was because of part shortages. And we haven't had part shortages, yeah, like no, the chip it was, shortage. It was, it was, they had an oversupply of inventory, and they were trying to withhold it. Yeah, but but does, does Kia really have an oversupply? In my of- opinion. Okay, yes, in your opinion. But does Kia really have an oversupply of inventory at their dealers in in Canada? Uh, you know, we, we don't have a way of tracking day supply in Canada, but I, I can't imagine that it's that much different in Canada than it is here. Um, and, and, yeah, I can understand why, like, Chevy would cut production of because their their day supply is skyrocketing. That makes sense, but I gotta believe that Kia is probably, if I were to guess, somewhere between a forty and a fifty day supply of vehicles here in the United States, and probably the same in Canada. Um, yeah, you know, it's the North American market. I, I just I, that one. I, I'm you know. It doesn't take much. There. Something's there because you're. If, if you're not able to connect the dots, something's there. Something's there. Well, th- th- no, this one really baffles me. I mean, it, 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 to me, it makes it makes no economic sense for the manufacturer. Okay, because now all those vehicles sitting become an expense yeah. um, when they could turn that into cash. Uh, I, the dealers would want them so that they current can turn around and sell them something's missing (laughs) something's not connecting there all right let's switch gears let's come back to the chat we've got from igor good to see you here igor holy smokes you guys manheim market report today had dropped substantially on wholesale level used car market is adjusting back down to more normal values faster than a brick in free fall we'll be talking about used car prices tomorrow black book came out we have more data there again over a point decline just in the past week so we are seeing downward pressure on used car values significant downward pressure you're going to see that show up in your trade-in so please be prepared Please be prepared for that. Cycling Banana here with us took off, or excuse me, look off I-69 south of Lansing, Michigan, and you'll see fields of cars everywhere. It's each manufacturer. Yeah, I mean, take photos and videos, folks. Send them to us of what you're seeing out there. We really love when we're able to incorporate that. We'll obviously provide you with credit in our videos, Zach, Z-A-C-H at caredge.com. You can send it directly to me. We've got here data from Patty. Thank you for the contribution, Patty. Thank you. With their major redesign of the 2024 Santa Fe, do you expect Hyundai will begin discounting the 2023 models? They are offering 0% financing and cash incentives on the 2023. But what's your take on this, Dad? You've got a big redesign, new model year. Does that mean the prior model year is more negotiable? Oh, absolutely. Uh, The the manufacturer and the dealers both are going to do whatever the hell they can to get rid of the remaining 2023s. the, the supposition is that the 2024 redesign is is going to be a truly a hot commodity. Um, so when they are readily available in decent numbers, um, you're going to have a tough time getting somebody who who looks at that redesign and 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 says to themselves, "Oh, look, a Korean Land Rover Defender," uh, <laughs> or or I could. I could take this everyday 2023 Korean Santa Fe that 
you know, they look like completely different vehicles. So I think they're going to have a tough time selling those 2023 Santa Fe's. They, we've seen that, that they have some good programs available on them. We anticipate that they should be a good deal between now and the end of the year. I mean, the 0% financing and the cash incentive that you can yes. stack with it is a great representation from the manufacturer. They, yeah, they want to move on from them. And it doesn't even have a huge day's supply. So there's not a ton of them out there, but they are uh, in anticipation of the uh, the model refresh. Yeah. Yeah, they know that the new Santa Fe is going to be hot. I, I, and the reason it's going to be hot is, is it went from like a mundane looking um, SUV to it now, I mean, if imitation is the sincerest form of flattery, I mean, they just they just went and they looked at the Defender and they said, okay, make a copy. Okay, yeah. put a few tweaks on it, make a copy, and, and here's your Hyundai Defender. You know, it, it, it is what it is. Um, and, and so they know that there's going to be a big market for that vehicle, which means it's going to be a slow market for those 2023s. doesn't mean they're bad vehicles. It just means they don't look like the new Defender. <laughs> yeah, that's the only thing that it means. Let's come here, Dad, from Luane. Thank you for the contribution. Thank How you. do floods affect dealerships? My 2017 Colorado was flooded, probably totaled due to a storm in South Carolina last weekend. Ugh, yuck. Sorry, you're dealing with that. I mean, Dad, have you ever experienced that in your career where you had to total vehicles, you know, do the insurance claims, things like that because of natural disasters? No, thank God. <laughs> no, I will say that that we had um, when when I was at Bradford Buick GMC Suzuki on the Black Horse Pike in West Atlantic City. Okay, and part of our lot um, backed up to well the inland waterways in the marshes, and we would take like our five dollar trades. Literally, we would we would ACV them for five bucks, um, and and those were always parked at the far back. And and sometimes, you know, during coastal flooding, we would end up with flooded out five hour cars. Uh, wow. Yeah, but you know the, the the biggest natural disaster I ever witnessed was when um, somebody stole a running Linwood police car, okay, drove it into West Atlantic City on the Black Horse Pike, drove through Bradford Buick GMC uh, Suzuki, and and played the Crashmobile with our cars. Um, you know, and, and some were totaled, and some were just, you know, it was our first, our first annual scratch and dent sale. Um, <laughs> literally, literally the staff from the David Letterman show called to interview us um, because we didn't know what the hell else to do with them. And and the whole thing was worried about that first dent. Not anymore. That's been taken care of for you. Um, and so that was <laughs> the closest thing to a natural disaster that, that I was ever a part of. We do this show all the time, obviously, every day, Monday through Friday. That's the first news story I've gotten out of my den in a long, long time. I love love hearing those from you. So obviously, natural disasters are a big deal for dealers. If you're yes. looking at a flood car, look at a different one. Flooded vehicles are not worth the headache that are involved in. And, and you want to know the funniest thing about that story? The kid that stole the, the police cruiser 
and then eventually drove it across the street and set it ablaze. Um, um, he was the son of a local car dealer. <laughs> Life comes full circle, man. Comes yeah. Full circle. Yes. yes. That it is was, wild, man. That yes, it it, it was. It was, you know, that that's that's when you come to work one day and you go, Oh my god, what happened last night? <laughs> yeah, seriously. Yes. All right, folks, want to remind you back at caredge.com. We are doing our year-end promotion. That means we got 33% off of some stuff. We got $200 off of some other stuff, and we got those Mazda deals through the Car Edge Network. So if we can help you out, please go check out caredge.com. Search for some cars. Use the little promo offers down here when you scroll right down. Protection plans. We got the sell and trade. If you're going to sell a vehicle, buy, obviously. All the various tools, services, and we love them. Free resources up here in the top right. Please, folks, we know lots of you are making moves here this December. Go avail yourselves of those resources and use them. We'll be back tomorrow at what time, Pops? Uh, I believe it'll be noon Eastern, 9 Pacific, if I'm not mistaken. We'll see you all then. Thank you, Dad. I love you. Love you, too. Thank you, everybody, for being here today. We'll see you tomorrow. <laughs>